We use money daily and we fail to understand the basics of the asset. To refuse to inform yourself is to subscribe to financial tyranny perpetrated not by banks, corporations, government, or technology, but by those of us who use it yet fail to understand it. It is then that we agree to the terms and unknowingly turn our assets into liabilities, allowing our possessions to possess us. But it is time to change. Welcome to Money Geeks. Just last episode, I talked about what the future for 2022 may hold, that inflation is going to continue to rise and the Fed might look to increase interest rates, but will be found with a challenge and thus they might not be able to do what they really want to do. So here we are and only first full week of everything opening up in 2022. Fed has officially announced that they are looking to increase interest rates in March of 2022. Of course, what has happened? Well, all of the markets have spoken and they don't like it. They are looking to basically sell, sell, sell. Every market you just looked at over the last week has been in red and going down between stocks, bonds, crypto, gold, dollar index, real estate is down, just about everything is down and people are not having it. And that is just on an announcement that they might look to do something in March. Now, one of the things when we talk about when we're deflating stuff, when we are pausing on the purchases, when we are increasing interest rates, when we're basically doing tightening as opposed to loosening of the whole thing is that it's not good for any asset price. It's not good for gold. It's not good for dollar. It's not good for anything until time kind of comes and things calm down. So it could be a bit crazy in the next few months, which is what I have been expecting to see anyways. Now, how does that infect us as investors? Well, one of the things to consider is that have you potentially made some gains and have you potentially looked to keep those gains? Most of the folks that are out there, billionaires, multi-multi-millionaires, the gazillionaires and so on, are, whenever they go in and the prices kind of go up and they make some profit, they actually take that profit and they put it aside. So, for example, if you were to go in and invest say $10,000 and your investment now doubles to $20,000, you would take your original $10,000 out, meaning that now you can't lose the principal. Buffett says that the number one rule in investing for him is don't lose any money. Number two is pay attention to rule number one. And I agree on that particular notion because every dollar that you end up losing in the markets is the one that you have to earn somehow elsewhere. So part of the concept is to really look at when you invest money into anything, when and how can you easily take some of the money off of the table so that if things do turn out, um, and not go in your favor, that you are able to actually preserve some of your wealth. The other piece that we're also seeing is that because of the tumble in the market, because the market going down, we're seeing some of the folks starting to actually go more on the shorting end of things. 
Now, is that going to work out or not? I don't know. There's risks with everything, uh, but it is something that folks have been looking to do. And of course, we do have many large investors. When they have large portfolios, they will actually go long and go short, um, not at the same time doing the same things, but uh, to hedge their bets, that's what they'll end up doing. Now, how does this impact real estate, for example? Well, Part of the, the piece that is impacting real estate is that the price of real estate is looking to go down, and it has been. And I've actually spent part of the morning today looking at the few different deals throughout the country. So I travel from the Northeast to the Midwest, uh, checked out a few things down in the South. And so I feel like I have like a fairly okay grasp with most of the country and kind of where things are. Of course, not every neighborhood, not every metropolis, not every house. Uh, but overall, what we have seen is ridiculous price rise in the last two years, like we talked about in the previous episodes. And then what we're seeing right now is not just a plateau, but actually things are starting to turn down. So we're seeing softening in the prices in real estate which is actually potentially a very good thing for folks that are looking to buy, for folks that are looking to invest. But what about you who might have purchased something or are owning something? Well, of course, I don't know when you purchased it and what price. Uh, if you just purchased it a few months ago at the top of the market, then yes, there is a potential that you will be upside down on your house meaning it's going to be valued less than what you might owe, potentially. Again, it also plays out with how much money you put into your deal, uh, meaning what your down payment was. So if your down payment was, say, uh, 20%, uh, then in order for, uh, you know, for, for the, the mortgage to be uh, much larger than the value of the property, uh, the market would have to drop over 20%. Uh, now, you potentially lose your equity in it, uh, which doesn't feel good, but at least you're not completely upside down. Uh, you know, obviously, one of the things that people end up doing when that happens, they will look to sell, more people sell, prices go lower, the prices go lower, more people want to sell, and it's an ever-ending loop until some sort of event happens, uh, whether that is that there's no more people to sell, there's no more people that are upside down, or the government tries to do something to re-stimulate things back up. And so that's kind of what I think it might happen when we get there. But uh, for right now, the prices are softening, so that's good for the potential buyers. Um, and not so good if you were thinking, oh, maybe I'm going to sell and I'm just going to give it a little bit longer. So remember, the fear and greed are the two ingredients that are always involved when we're talking about money and investing and finance and everything else. So, you know, just chuck it up to potentially lesson learned and uh, do what you were going to do anyways. Again, what you end up doing is your own personal business. I do not provide advice, financial um, or otherwise whatsoever. This channel is all about education, entertainment, and getting you to think a little bit differently about properties, about investing, about money, about renting, and about uh, you know how you might turn something like this into a business. So that's really what the channel is about. So if you were if if you are currently owning the place and the prices end up going down, of course you can sell it. Uh, but typically, you know, if you end up holding super long term, uh, the prices end up coming back up. 
Um, the problem and the challenge is we just don't know when that is going to happen. Uh, for example, in 2008, when the real estate market melted, yes, it is back up way up from when it was then, but it took quite a few years. So for folks that bought at the height of the market, uh, when everything was coming down and of course their mortgages were going through the roof and everything else, they ended up selling. Um, those homes are back up. You know, fun example that I always share in my live seminars and teachings and everything else, so might as well share it here with you, is back in 2008, 2009, um, that's when actually I started investing in real estate. And the I remember that there was a condo being sold in Phoenix, Arizona for $20,000. Now, you couldn't finance it because it was just $20,000. But unfortunately, I didn't have $20,000 to go and buy it. And it was an amazing deal, fully renovated, fully ready to go. Amazing, beautiful condo. Condo sold. Of course it did because it was ready to go. And next thing you know, a few years later, that condo sold for $250,000. So whoever bought it got 10X out of the whole thing while potentially being able to live there and or potentially likely renting it out and being able to make cash during that whole time. That is one of the reasons that I absolutely enjoy real estate, especially when we talk about income producing real estate. If that is something that is of interest to you and you want to learn more about how you can get into real estate for not a whole lot of money and be able to start creatively coming up with ways to get passive income and potentially reduce your tax because real estate could allow you to do that, I invite you to join and check out Real Estate on the Cheap Challenge, a brand new challenge that is going to be rolling out there's actually videos that are already there. We're just expanding and adding crypto section to the entire challenge. Yes, you heard me right. We're actually adding how blockchain and crypto can help you with your real estate deals, potentially, allegedly. I don't know. We'll find out. Thank you very much. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.